Thanks for joining us on episode 1201 of the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. I'm Grant Botma. I challenge you to invest in yourself, invest in others, develop your influence, and impact the world by using your time, your talent, and your treasures to live out your calling. Having the ability to find work-life harmony is key. And one way to be inspired to do that is to listen to this, the Inspired Stewardship Podcast with my friend, Scott Mater. Because the employee and the business owner, if they both care about their work and they both care about their family, they're excited about both. The only difference is a great business owner, a great manager or leader will do all that they can to not only try to have work-life harmony in their own life, but encourage work-life harmony in the people that they're leading. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. If you truly desire to become the person who God wants you to be, then you must learn to use your time, your talent, and your treasures for your true calling. In the Inspired Stewardship Podcast, you will learn to invest in yourself, invest in others, and develop your influence so that you can impact the world. In today's interview with Grant Botma, I asked Grant to share with you why work less or do less is not always the path to real happiness. I also asked Grant about purpose and harmony and how those two things fit together. And Grant also shares with you how he hopes this book helps you and everyone who reads it. One reason I like to bring you great interviews like the one you're going to hear today is because of the power in learning from others. Another great way to learn from others is through reading books. But if you're like most people today, you find it hard to find the time to sit down and read. And that's why today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to sign up and you can get a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from, and instead of reading, you can listen your way to learn from some of the greatest minds out there. That's inspiredstewardship.com slash audible to get your free trial and listen to great books the same way you're listening to this podcast. Grant Botma is a husband, father, and Arizona native who has worked in the personal finance industry since the age of 15. He took a stand against financial injustice by forming Stewardship, a group of companies serving his community with wisdom and love through home loans, insurance, and investments. Included twice on the Inc. 5000 list of America's fastest-growing companies, Stewardship success stems from Grant's personal philosophy of harmonizing work and family life. He is a business owner, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and family man who is on a mission to love others. Welcome to the show, Grant. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. The last week, we talked a little bit, and you mentioned about not aiming for working less or doing less to achieve happiness. Why is it important to you to emphasize to people that working less isn't really necessarily the goal that they're aiming for if they want to achieve true harmony? Because God created us for work. God created us to contribute, and it's why we feel so much joy in life and feel fulfilled when we are working and working well, and we know that our work makes an impact on the life of people. Man, I'll just be honest with you. I think one of the travesties in our society is that many people 
have family members, a spouse or kids that have no idea how good they are at their job or worse, have no idea the positive impact that they're making on the world. I just, I don't like it. It's sad. Scott, are you married? Yes. Okay. What's your wife's name? Carrie. Okay. Does Carrie ever listen to the podcast? Yeah, actually she does. She's okay. she's a little behind. She doesn't necessarily listen to today's episode today because she's got other things, but she listens to them. Yeah. She sounds a little bit like my wife. She'll listen from time to time, but it's not like her top priority. Right? Yeah. She doesn't yeah. want to listen to her husband it's, talking. It's in the list, but it's not yeah. top of the list. Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, say something and say a message to your wife, Carrie, right now. And I'd love for you to play this for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie, I don't really know Scott. I've only had one pre-interview with him and I'm in the process of having this podcast interview with him. But I want to tell you something. Scott is very good at this. Um, most of the podcasts that I go on, there's a code that is used that is, hey, this is just going to be quote unquote conversational, <laughs> which means nobody really prepares. And I have to show up to the interview and be ready for anything. And I do that. But with Scott, I know exactly what to expect. I feel extremely confident about this podcast interview. I'm only halfway into it and I'm having a blast. Scott is really good at this. And as a result, I know that what he's doing through this podcast is making an amazing positive impact on real people who are listening. And I think it's beautiful. And I'm grateful that you, as his wife, are supporting that and are a part of that. Scott, I I don't think our spouses and our families hear about the real impact that's being made through the work that we do enough. And my hope is that Carrie was able to experience just a taste of that uh, in that message that I shared. And and I will, first off, you thank you for sharing that. And you made me emotional as you said it. So <laughs> folks are going to get to hear that part in my voice too. But the interesting thing is, because again, I think I, I am very fortunate and I think you are too, and that I found truly a virtuous woman and my wife. And mm. she actually does know what I do fairly well. Now, she, does she know all the details, everything, all the time? Absolutely not. But right. at the end of the day, I'm even lucky enough my mother could actually tell people what I do for a living as well, which I think is rare. But to your point, there's other people that are dear to me in my life that have no earthly idea what I do or how I do it or what it looks like or anything else. And I think that's true for a lot of us. And um, the sad part about it is either consciously and most of the time subconsciously, those people who really care about you and who you really care about as well, each time that you do engage in your work and it might prevent you from engaging with them, mm. there's resentment and bitterness about your work that can come up especially if they're not connected with the purpose that's being made. If they don't know how big of a role they play in your life that supports you to make that positive impact that you're making. So not only are you battling for balance when you have the right the wrong target, but you think that work is bad and you have the shame about it and work is something that brings you joy. And worse, there's the people in your life that you care about most, they don't appreciate that work. They don't appreciate that joy and they don't appreciate the positive impact you're making on others. What about all the statistics that are out there, right? You see all these surveys that say 85% of people hate their job, that people at work waste 40 to 60% of their time on non-work tasks while they're at work, these sorts of things. What about the person that's hearing this and going, 
wait a minute, I don't actually like what I do. I don't enjoy it. What would you say to them? Yeah, that's actually the topic of my first book. And in that book, the title is called The Problem Isn't Their Paycheck, How to Attract Top Talent and Build a Thriving Company Culture. And it talks about a motivational hierarchy. A lot of employers believe that the best way to have happy employees and to motivate them well is to just pay them a lot. But that's not true, as you mentioned in the surveys and all the data for years and years and years has all said the same thing in basically every industry. That money's important. You got to pay well, but that's only the fourth most motivating thing. And there's three other things that are even more motivational than that. Yeah. And the most motivating thing is purpose. And the sad part is, as entrepreneurs, small businesses, and big businesses, they miss the mark on that. Most of the time, because big businesses with stockholders, they believe their primary role is to make stockholders happy and make stockholders money. So that's their purpose. That's a terrible purpose to perpetuate to employees, right? And smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, these are people who were bootstrapping it from the beginning and were never trained on how to lead people or how to help people feel connected to the purpose of their business, or even how to be transparent with their own heart and mind with their employees about the purpose of their business. If other people are listening to this saying, oh man, yeah, that sounds neat, but I don't feel like I have a purpose in my business. You're not alone. That's a lot of people. But there is one fact that remains, Scott, and that is businesses fundamentally exist to serve somebody somewhere. It's not a business without it. Fundamentally, if somebody somewhere is not being served with a product or service, it's not a business. So if you're working for a business, (laughs) you're serving somebody somewhere, it's on us to work hard to feel connected to those people that we're serving and to try and put ourselves in their shoes and do everything that we can to serve them well and serve them with selflessness and to understand that impact that we're making on their life so that we go to work every day knowing that, man, we do work that matters. Well, and I've talked to a lot of, you know, I was in the corporate world for 11 years. And of course, I've been an entrepreneur for even longer than that. And the I've talked to a lot of business owners who have the attitude of, I pay them, therefore they should do it, whatever it is. And, yeah. and they, it's, they should just suck it up and do it because I give them money. And that's what you're talking about in here. It's that's not actually why people, (laughs) that's not where people find connection and joy and purpose. So when you talk about purpose, why do you think purpose is so important to the fundamental nature of harmony? Because that's how God created us. That's how we're wired. This whole thing about life, it boils down to maybe just one word, and that's love. And love is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's not a thing that we trip on. (laughs) It's a choice that we have. And love only happens with freedom and free will. It can't happen with force. And when you want to do love, you do it the way that Jesus did. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as ransom for many. And isn't that funny? That's the best way to do business as well, right? To serve, to love. And if you do those things, you're not only living out the purpose that God has created for you and what's hardwired within you, but you make other people happy and you become an attractive human being that other people want to be around. And you grow the impact on your community, on your family, on the world. And there's a lot of joy in that. That's important. 
let's talk a little bit about you, you just mentioned talking about employee happiness. We were talking about that and about how there's other things that employees are, are after than just quote a paycheck. How does this idea of work-life harmony apply to quote the owner of the business, or maybe a small business owner, and how does it apply to the employee that's working in the business? Yeah, it applies the same because the employee and the business owner, if they both care about their work and they both care about their family, they're excited about both. The only difference is a great business owner, a great manager or leader will do all that they can to not only try to have work-life harmony in their own life, but encourage work-life harmony in the people that they're leading and empower the people that are in their charge to also have work-life harmony of their own. That's really important. Leadership is not about you being in charge of people. Hey, I pay you. You work for me, as you mentioned. But it's about these people that are choosing to be employed with you, to spend a gigantic part of their life with you. And now they are in your charge. It's a responsibility. And the number one thing that you can do to help increase production from your employees, another statistical proven fact, is have them answer yes to this question. Does my boss care about me? And if you want your employees, you want your team to say yes to that question so that they perform well, then put yourself in their shoes. Understand how their work and their life may not be fully connected. Understand that the loneliness they might be feeling in this battle for balance and do your best to achieve work-life harmony and share that with them and empower them and care for them and find joy and in their wins when they achieve it as well. So if you had to sum up the impact, what impact do you hope that this book has on others? Yeah, the same impact that I believe was different between my life when I was first starting on this work-life harmony journey to, to what it is now. And that's just a greater connection with the people that are closest to you, greater connection to your spouse, a greater connection to your kids, but also a greater connection to, to work, greater connection to that purpose in work, a greater connection to the purpose that you have in life, and a greater connection to the people that you're serving through work. So that when you wake up every day, you don't feel lonely. You don't feel defeated. You don't feel shame like you have to figure out this battle. But it's a beautiful harmony that has so many connected parts that are working together. You can follow Grant on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn as Grant Botma. That's spelled B-O-T-M-A. Of course, I'll have links to all of those over in the show notes as well. Grant, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listener? Yeah, do your best to love others in your life. And do that by genuinely putting yourself in other people's shoes. Figure out what their needs are. See how you can serve them. And just take one small, actionable, intentional thing from this podcast and try it today. Don't feel like you have to discover or figure out this work-life harmony journey in one day. It has been a journey for me and my wife. And I've made many mistakes along the way. But just something small, something different that you can do today and see if you can build on that every day throughout the rest of this year. Thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. As a subscriber and listener, we challenge you to not just sit back and passively listen, but act on what you've heard and find a way to live your calling. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor 
go over to inspiredstewardship.com slash iTunes rate, all one word, iTunes rate. It'll take you through how to leave a rating and review and how to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get every episode as it comes out in your feed. Until next time, invest your time, your talent, and your treasures, develop your influence, and impact the world.